on an early-ish Saturday morning, and all of us feel less than glowy, so we're not released. We've we've agreed to make a pact to not release the video footage of this. It's a Listen, blood pact, and if any of us breaks it, it's game I'm, over. I'm actually going to be filming this whole entire thing and uh, putting it on my Patreon, so if you guys want to see the raw, unedited, blemished version of us... I don't really have a Patreon, don't worry. I'm only recording Clay's portion and I'm uploading it to my OnlyFans. So if you just want to see Clay, you can find that at OnlyFans.com slash Jewess. Now, you guys are saying, oh, it's so early. We just woke up. We're not feeling glowy. You guys, I've already done two jobs today. I'm knocking this one out. I got to go do another job. I'm go, 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 ready to start my Saturday not off. We we admire you and we respect yeah. you. That is incredible. But you know, we all have different work schedules. Yours seems to be 24/7. True. Well, you know what my mom always says that I think is good is that everyone has different size plates. So when someone says my plate is full, I'm overwhelmed and you're like, "What? I could do that." You just have to remember like some people have a little like a mousse-bouche hors d'oeuvres plate and some people mm. have like a giant thanksgiving trish paytas platter so everyone's working with a different size plate yeah clay your plate is like really it's quite large it's it's cracking it has masking tape underneath and i'm going to spill this turkey everywhere and ruin thanksgiving <laughs> well look I, we don't have to get into the the details of why Esther and I are inexplicably tired after not having done anything this morning. I think those details don't really apply here. They're not really necessary to dive into. Well, you also, guys are I saying- will say that we both, Caroline, simmer down because you and I both work basically full-time jobs and started businesses and have like probably each have two other side hustles we're forgetting. So I'm not going to like let Clayton make us feel that bad for being tired today. I'm not <laughs> making you feel bad. And I wasn't even suggesting that you had hors d'oeuvre style plates at all. I think that everybody here. Mine has is a, a top I do. I have a hors d'oeuvre plate. <laughs> the thing is, Esther, you identify as someone with an hors d'oeuvre plate and you sort of like play like you do, but you also do so much shit. We all do, I guess. We you all... just moan the most. I, I moan the most. That's true. Caroline, because I, I look at Caroline as someone that does the most just as well. No one compares to Clay because Clay's still like driving places. Like half the time. Yeah, that's that's some real shit. Half the time, my job is just on Zoom. 
So but I can't that's, really different. That's, harder. that's a different level of exhaustion because I get fed energy by going into like different environments, different different brands of crazy that I walk into and have to match. Like that sort of feeds me. Here's what I'm dealing with. I've got a tapas plate. And there's a very tall sandwich on it. Mm. And there's double D tits hanging over it. (laughs) (laughs) My tits are draped over the sandwich. They're grazing the crusty bread. You've got some mayonnaise on the tit. There's like an, it's on a very narrow counter and there's an earthquake happening. So so let's just, if you could picture that and how that describes my emotional state, that's kind of what I'm dealing with. I also feel like Esther was like, I'm going to just, I'm going to call you out, Esther. You're like, I'm not feeling the most glowy or the prettiest. Let's not do video, but you look beautiful. Yeah, What's, that's what I said. But I, didn't, I don't want to make it like this whole thing where it's like, no, you look beautiful. Because that's kind of gaslighting what someone's truth is. And I'm not going to play that game. What do you, what do you always say, Esther? What's the, what do you always say that I love? You say, I don't want to invalidate your reality. I I'm, I love when you say that, and I'm going to say that to you. I don't want to invalidate your reality, but you look amazing. No, you do. Your wow. skin is perfect. You guys, thank you so much. You know what, though? Then that's just a perfect – this is a perfect example of it's not really how you look. It's how you feel. And it's like it doesn't matter what the outside looks like, good or bad. If you feel good or bad, that's that's what you identify as. Well, let's I do a check-in. Okay. Did you have your oat milk ice latte today? I had some sips of it. Mm. I, you know, I think it's been a long, there's a lot the last like 10 days for me. You know, I've been getting back into stand up. I did uh, my first few shows last two nights. And so that kind of throws me off, right? Because like you guys know me, I like to wake up really early and get the day going. But then when I do a set at like 930 at night, I freaking come home and like sleep anytime soon isn't an option. You're amped up. You need a snack. You know, you need right. those pad pad thai leftovers or you the know padsicles. Yeah, you need all of that. <laughs> Shout out to mommy Instagram who really enjoyed our padsicle discussion last week. I have Circle to say, like to I'm, I'm like on a hot summer day. I'm, I'm sitting on that. one right now. That's how that's how I'm able to work so much is that I am just the aloe vera is just seeping in. And it's hot. When I say hot girl summer, I'm not talking about the <laughs> fact that I'm going to be hot. I'm talking about the fact that my vagina is going to be piping hot and I'm going to need to sit on an ice cold padsicle. Honey, it's going to be a scorcher today and I'm talking about your vagina. Yeah, my vulva Woo! steaming hot. You could crack an egg <laughs> open on my vulva and fry that bitch up. Soft scramble. <laughs> But Esther, um, yeah, you've uh, had a busy that's that can't be invalidated. Well, I totally hear you. And how is it? How does it feel doing stand up again? Like what what is it like? Hit or miss, I'll say it. Okay. Hit or miss. It's a little weird. Like like when I went to Phoenix, that was really incredible and really fun. And then um like last night at the comedy store, I kinda got I don't know, like I forgot my set list. So I just went up there a little bit freaked out and it was just like, you know, being around a bunch of dudes again. Like, mm. I, I just feel like I, I'm not into that energy and maybe it'd be better for me to just, I think I really, you guys honestly, pers- personal note, like I need to do some personal soul searching mm. as to what my relationship with stand up moving forward will be because I, I don't want to be like just kind of flailing and I want to figure it out and make sure it's worth my time. I really well, want to dig into this. 
I do too. I, I also think Esther, like in the year and a half since you haven't really been hitting the stand-up pavement because of COVID, I feel like I've come into your life more and you've sort of had this like female gay sort of energy around you that's more nurturing. And you would say things and I'd be like, wait, who told you that? And you're like, oh, straight stand-up guys. And I'd be like, well, that's very wrong. No, 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 no. So you're sort of going back into this. Yeah gross straight male energy and how does that feel bad toxic place it's like sad and like i don't i you know what's crazy is last night i was a green room in the green room with like a couple guys who were like probably in their late 40s 50s like just grown men and i like i was like i'm so happy to see you guys like it's really nice but i and i literally out loud i said but I, I don't feel like I need to be here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like it just came out of me and like those, those guys, there's not, they did nothing wrong. Like they're super nice people, but I just didn't feel like it was right at all. Well, listen, maybe your plate isn't, uh, I don't know, from mm-hmm. the comedy store. You also have to remember Esther, like your relationship can stand up with stand up can be whatever it wants. Like, I don't know if this is like, out of the podcast universe, but Esther, you have a TV show. Like you already have the thing that people do stand up to get. You have a TV show, but you I don't want to, I mean, that's a slip. That's like a sticky area because you know, I, I don't want to just rely like those things can come and go. So I still want to do my own things. I just need to figure out what they are. But now I, I feel like we're talking too much about this stupid, stupid topic, but I don't think it's stupid. I think it's really interesting. I agree. I think it's really interesting. I think think that there's all kinds of ways to do stand-up. I don't know that you need to go to the comedy store two times a week. It's a pretty toxic, traditional place. It's a place that you came up and really like defined the first part of your stand-up career, but also uh, imbued in you like a set of maybe like unhealthy values and yeah. lifestyle choices. And it made you strong as fuck and tough as fuck. Absolutely. And I think that you can have a relationship with a comedy store. It might not need to be like a weekly or twice a week relationship. There are other way- venues of stand-up yeah. in LA that you could go do a show like every week or every once every couple of weeks. And you can book dates, places like Phoenix or wherever, where, you know, you know, it's going to be all your fans there who are just going to be so pumped to see you and buying tickets just to see you. And like, that might be your path. Now, Carolyn, what's your relationship with stand-up? You did stand-up, no? I've always dabbled a little bit, but I'm not, I don't really consider myself a stand-up because I never really like did it for real. Um, But I really have loved it. The times I've done it, I've gone in phases where I do it more than not, but I just don't, I have this whole baggage because I'm not like a real stand-up. I'm just someone who's like, I want to do a show and then I'll like write a stupid set and then go up. But I feel like I never really got, I was never obviously in the comedy store scene. Um, I was more like an, in the alt comedy, like East LA, like Silver Lake shows and like a backyard. Which is way cooler. It's and really Caroline not, is, and I never really got the respect of that scene. I was kind of like, no, but Caroline, I, I will say from the outside, and that is way cooler, and and that is better. I totally disagree. I think it's such a grass is greener thing. Like the comedy store is like legit. Like it is stand up. Like all the greats started there. Like if you can't make it the comedy store, you can't, you won't make it anywhere else. Like I totally buy into the mythology and everything of the comedy store. Like I am, 
I love it. Well, why don't we just do our own glowing up little stand-up tour where we each like all open, I'll host it. I'll be the host and I'll host just like all the great ladies that we love. And I'll have like a little musical number and get to do a little like patter and I'll host it. And then you guys can do your own little things. And why don't we have like a non-toxic, well, toxic in our own way, but our own like girls night out event. A 15 night tour we just Esther, all need to take thoughts a thoughts and concerns There's, we don't even have time to like record this podcast Shh, no 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 <laughs> like, i mean god esther have you not realized that i'm a dreamer and the only thing that keeps me going is the dream you gotta let me dream i'll let you dream he's poly and i will go to sleep while you dream <gasps> i oh, think yeah. that sounds fun and esther I would love to do what about one night only them. one night only Caroline and I used to do live shows. I mean, obviously, we're you know, look, it's a new era. No, no one has thought about live shows for the last year and a half. Caroline, Caroline and I used to kill it at our live shows. Like it used to be so much fun. So what I'm hearing from you is that you, the, the interest just isn't there in me hosting. That's what I'm, I'm taking down. away from this. I'm de- Clay. I literally want to do a Broadway musical with you. Like, let's go there. You really do, don't you? Is that what we should do? Should we write a musical, the three of us? Yes. I can write yes. the book. <laughs> we'll all write the book and we'll all write the music. We'll write the book. I I I'm all about <laughs> Esther's like, I'm and all... I'll be in the front row. <laughs> I could Esther's the on the crew. Yeah. I'll be like, it's like the Lion King, like I'll operate some like big unwieldy bird puppet where you like yeah. can't see my face and I'm like <laughs> Well, Timon for sure will be in it. And Esther, you would be a good curtain puller. Thank you. I know you would. You have really strong arms. Should it be called like, should it be a a highly stylized, campy musical about Clay's relationship with his mice? No, you guys, it should honestly be the great Beanie Baby Bubble, and it should be a musical like about like the desperation of 1996 and like a family getting really rich and losing it all, sort of like the lottery. Okay, everyone just clicked out of the Zoom. (laughs) I just, I, I, I blacked out thinking of the actual work it would take to write a Broadway musical, and like I started to spin out silently in my own head. I'll do it. I'll do it all. I'll do it all. I'll do it all. (laughs) You guys, so I am drinking something really gross right now because so yesterday I did a job, and I'm not going to say what the job was for or call anyone out, but um, we were there from nine to seven p.m. They didn't even offer us water. There was there wasn't even water, like let how alone that, food. How is that possible? You could report them somewhere. We, everyone was reported. People were call, like, <laughs> called, but I went and went to the gas station and set up a crafty. Spent like money out of my own pocket to get everyone waters and snacks. So I picked up this thing called Starbucks Nitro Cold Brew. Oh, they're delicious. Now, they're delicious. It's very sweet. Mm. I don't have yours. Looks like it's flavored. I have the plain all black vanilla one. sweet cream, and it sort of tastes pudding esque. Really? Okay, that mm-hmm. that one has dairy, so I didn't get it. But I have the all black, and it's actually cool because if you if you like shake the can a few times before you open it, it will give you like somewhat of a nitro-y foaminess. Well, it's too late for me to do that. So even yeah. to hear that sucks to hear. <laughs> now the ingredients are actually. Really normal. Cold brew Starbucks coffee, reduced fat milk, sugar, cream, pectin, and nitrogen. I heard a really funny story about Starbucks beans that I want to share. Go. Someone I know 
when they were in high school, they spent a summer working on like a Guatemalan coffee bean farm or something like that. You know, like a bean harvesting operation. Sure. He was just really interested in coffee and he wanted to learn more. And at the end, when they're bagging up the beans to send out, I think they might've been like roasted there too. There was this pile in the corner of bags that had X's on them, like red X's. And the he's bad like, beans. Yeah. And he's like, what are those beans? And they're like, oh, those just go to Starbucks. <laughs> they're like the bad beans. Yeah. Starbucks is bad bean culture. Like it, it, we know that it's bad. That coffee doesn't taste good. You know that, right? How do they do it? How do I don't they know. Do I don't know. There's just a culture. It's, it's too big to fail. It's too big to fail. It's like what you're saying about McDonald's. There's something about Starbucks that just, it Can't. is comforting and I'll enjoy whatever I'm drinking there. But I also do know at the same time, this coffee ain't good. This coffee ain't it. Uh, yeah. Let's special shout out to the blonde espresso. If you're not getting the blonde espresso at Starbucks, mm. you're not living. That's a little bit, it's a little better. Well, Don't you also feel like you get to feel like an actual blonde, like the brilliance in the blonde espresso mm. was them calling it blonde because it makes you think of Anna Nicole. It makes you think of Brittany. Marilyn it makes you Monroe. think of the, yeah, the great blondes of our time, Brittany, Anna, Marilyn. And you sort of, when you're sipping it, you Living become, and you, you become iconic. No, it lets me live the dream for a couple seconds, and I could like not be a Jewess with hairy, a hairy happy trail and like big nipples. For a second, I'm like a blonde ingenue with, <laughs> with like little a, a nipples. whole future ahead of her. My nipples are almost almost imperceptible; they're so yeah. small. They look Have almost you- like bites. My Can mosquito bite nipples are alert yeah. and they're the I've got this for the world's a well, stage. <laughs> Caroline, have you ever been blonde? Oh no, I could never. I've should we lace you down though? It's not gonna work. No, I promise. Lace you. it with a wig. It like won't. let's like You're so sweet. Why we haven't even done our glowing up photo shoot. I love how we're like planning <laughs> planning you guys i'm literally calling like the nederlander theater like booking 2023 <laughs> like fall winter season for our broadway show and we can't even get together to uh, do a shoot scott rudin i have yeah. your newest show you guys we could get scott involved he's looking Definitely he's scott. what if we get scott involved esther are you what are your thoughts Let's get our photo shoot. <laughs> oh my God. I, you know what the energy of today is? It's very like discouraging, low energy. And when someone is bringing me that, that's a challenge. That's going to make me, I'm a natural born salesman. Knock, knock, who's there? Let me throw trash on the floor and sweep it up. Show you how good this like broom works. I'm going to go get We're- an energy drink. I'm going to turn the rest of this podcast around. You okay, go get an energy yourself. drink. Have you tried? Oh, oh, fuck. I need Caroline for this question, but. Okay. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> no, it's Esther, how are you? Let's have girl talk while she's gone. How are you doing? Oh, Clayton. You're I not just, well. I just, I love what you bring, but I'm like, I want to live in reality and I want to. No, 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 you don't. You don't want to <laughs> live in reality. <laughs> I want all the things you say to be true, but it's starting to trigger like the times when my dad would say like, we're going to go to to Costco today and try all the samples and then push comes to shove. He's like, I don't feel like going like I'm triggered. How many of the things that I've said to you where I'm like, let's do this. Have we done a fifth, at least 50%. (laughs) You don't think? No, we, we, we do a lot. 
we do, do a, a lot, lot, Esther. Just factor me into the next photo shoot. That's all I'm asking. No, we're going to do an amazing photo shoot, and I can't. Oh, what are you drinking? Yeah, what are you is drinking? That a, is that a Starbucks Nitro? I when I last time we talked about Celsius's, a glow me actually slid into my DMs and recommended that I try an energy brand called Alani Nu. Okay, is that it? is Scientology drinks if I've ever <laughs> seen it. It's called Zenu's Tears. You're um, literally I got going it at clear. The Celebrity Center. It's. I saw them at Target, so I stocked up. I just if a glowmate tells me to buy something, I buy five. It's this flavor is Cosmic Stardust. Jury's out on what what that means flavor wise, <laughs> but it tastes to be like a. Is Kirstie Alley anywhere on the can? <laughs> There's a tiny picture of Leia Remini um, <laughs> with little X's on her eyes. No, it tastes almost kind of like grape on Molly. That's the best way I can describe it. It's how does this like brand, grape. How does it compare to Celsius? It's not as good. as I, I Peach think is, vibe Celsius is where it's at. Peach vibe. This is very artificial tasting. It's a little more like melted nerd's rope. This tastes, this tastes like a melted nerd's rope. But mm, so yeah, shout out to Alani New and the Glow Me that recommended it because that is literally wreak havoc on my pancreas. Oh God! I mm. mean, that literally is Scientology, though. Um, I have an important you... question for you guys to pose. Ooh, it's it's kind of like a larger question. I'm hoping to start a dialogue here. It's about dating and body function. Have we talked about this on the podcast? What? Uh oh. So let's say you're dating a new guy. Let's say you've been dating for. And Esther, please tell me if we've talked about this. I'm sorry if we have. Let's say you, so. you've been dating them for less than six months. So your boyfriend and girlfriend, let's say, but you're not like totally intimate. You don't know everyone, each other's like dirty secrets. You're still trying to maintain a shred of mystery. What, at what point is it appropriate, A, to fart, to start farting? B, at what point is it appropriate if you've spent the night at someone's house, you're there the next morning, you're on a lover's trip and you're in a hotel, people have to poop. Do you do you use the shared bathroom to poop? Do you avoid that? At what point can you can the other person know that you've pooped? Like it's like it's I so have really strong opinions on this. I have really, really strong opinions. I'm gonna sit so, my cosmic stardust. Please go. So as someone who has made the mistake and been too far on one side, I think the perfect balance is the middle. I know people that try to act like they're little Barbie dolls and will be in mm. relationships for years and never go to the bathroom in front of their partner. I think that that is unrealistic. I think it's Same. dehumanizing and I think it's, well, I want to say not sustainable, but some people have made it work. It just seems like too much work. But I also think on the other side, if you get a little too gassy with the partner, a little bit too loosey-goosey, that's bad too. So I think it's sort of like if you've got to go, you go, you do your poopery, you do that. But if you're at a hotel and you're like, oh, I can go down to the lobby right now and like go – let me go see what the spread is like downstairs. Or actually, I'm going to go see if I – make an excuse to go to the lobby and do that. If if your body can wait those minutes, I think you do that. I think it's sort of like if you got to go, go. Otherwise, I don't know. I think it's all about being in the middle. Esther? I think it's – I think I agree with what you're saying and I will add – I think it's all about the sense of humor around it and being, like, funny Whoa. about it. You know, like, like still, but still being, like, kind of chic. Just, like, 
let's, let's say, go. Let's, say, let's go piece like you by say, piece because you guys are using a lot of like generalized, like big language. Let's say I have to. Esther fart. wants you to make jokes, so she wants you to say use humor. So you say, "Pull my finger," and you like wink, right? No. Is that what you're saying, Esther? No, I'm saying like you're in a hotel room and there's one bathroom and it's a small room, and and you have to go, and then you maybe use. I would say like, okay, I I have to have private time. Can you leave? You know, something like that. That's an interesting tactic. Make them leave with humor. Let's take the hotel room out of this. I almost wish I didn't say hotel room because it's too easy in hotel room. You're trapped in someone's house. You haven't been dating them for that long and you have to poop. What do you do? Same thing. You're, I would say, okay, to be honest, I need some alone time in the bathroom. Although that could be hard. I don't know. Like, I think I have to I bring a bottle. Guys, of, I think I have to buy a bottle of poopery and keep it in my purse. That's what I'm getting. No, from this. Well, I do well, think you do need sound? to do that. The sound, the sound is the worst. So you need to. I don't somehow- think I told you guys my heinously awful diarrhea story when I was first dating a guy. Uh oh. No. Is this podcast appropriate? Hell yeah. <laughs> Clay, can you handle it? I can handle it. After, as it's mostly sound-based. It's not like I don't shit my pants in it. As someone who did have an accident on a Pretty <laughs> Little Liar season three uh, poster shoot about six years ago, I can <laughs> go through anything. <laughs> Let's just say those girls were not nice about it. Well, <laughs> surely you've made up with Shay by now through Esther. I, I, I think that door has been closed. <laughs> oh, my God. She's so nice. She would never care. Yeah. I don't even know what to say to that. I ran to the car. It all happened in the car. I can't talk about it. Okay. Well, I'm as I tell the story, I am looking up travel size bottles of poopery on Amazon. So this was within the last six months. So let's start there. Yes. And now, <laughs> now I'm listening. Now we're literally cooking with gas. Okay. This is not a story that is like a legend by now years and years ago this is in my i, I think it was in the last three months i'm gonna be honest with you guys <laughs> all right now all right. i'm smiling so let me set the scene for you i love to eat <laughs> i specifically love eating ex- uh rich exotic foods from all over the world And I really specifically love getting Szechuan food in the San Gabriel Valley, which is a very specifically spicy. I had it last week. I love it. We shot in the San Gabriel Valley and we all ate Szechuan. Yeah, it was amazing. I love Szechuan food. And there's all kinds of restaurants in this SGV that do it right. Um, And I wanted to try a new one. So me and a new lover ordered tons and tons of food. And we got the food. It was so good. I do remember thinking it was like a little oilier than usual. Mm. And that's always, I think that's the problem. It's like something about it was so, so spicy and so, so oily. Well, the oil is just going to make it, it's like lubricating. It's like raging waters down the body. You know what I mean? And then this is for my ladies. I was on day one of my period. Oh, I know all about that, that. That, Esther, can you relate to this? That just does something to my digestion. Like, Let's oh, just, yeah. my period shits are, they're, they're out of this world, kind of like my cosmic stardust energy drink. Uh-huh. They're neither here nor of, there. There's like no rhyme or reason. It Like it could go, it could swing in either direction as well. Yeah. There's something like so animalistic about like 
shitting and you're bleeding. It's like closest oh. to being a cave woman than yeah. you ever feel. It's like that you just, first like, don't shit have on a your chance. period. It's yeah. a mess. There's like blood in the toilet. You're like, <laughs> I fucking hate this. It's like, yeah, you guys, honestly, shout out to all the women because that's no. Tough. I'm not even like it's okay. Like it's it doesn't feel. It feels good. I- I'm going to be honest. When you do it, oh, it it's like good. one of the oh, biggest okay. releases. Oh, cool. Cool, cool, cool. So I was like, day one of my period, like I'm eating all this oily, spicy food, like not even thinking oh, yeah. a thing of it. Because I also think of myself as someone with a really strong stomach. Like I don't like to think of myself as weak. Like I like to power through things. So sometimes I bite off a little more than I can chew. So I'm sleeping over at this new lover's house, cut to like middle of the night. I wake up in a cold sweat. That's when you know, like, things are about to go down. I'm, like, sweating. Like, I'm nauseous. I'm sweating. But it's not like I can barf. Like, I know that it's about the other end of me. So I'm, like, this lover has a small home with a bathroom uh, that's attached to the bedroom. Uh, yeah. So I, I thought about driving back to my house because I was like, I know what's about to happen is going to be long and loud. It was in the middle of the night. It was well, the middle of the in, night. Keep in mind, guys, that the COVID situation has made it so you can't stop in McDonald's anymore and use the bathroom. I mean, I, things that crossed my mind, I thought about going back to my house in a cold uh-huh. sweat in the middle of the night. I thought about going outside and shitting on his no, no, lawn. No. You never want to do and- that. You never <laughs> want to do that. You never want to do that. Esther, are you grossed out? No, I'm not gross. I just the thought that I can't believe that you consider going outside. No, we've all had that thought. I didn't really consider it, but it kind of seemed like a a a good option. I waited for a second. But he's asleep. Just wait. Okay. The bathroom is right next to his room. Like, there's barely anything separating the bathroom and his room. It's not like the bathroom's at the other side of the house. Mm -hmm. It's a one bathroom situation. So I go in, I do my business. It's like as bad as I think it's going to be like, <laughs> okay, I, like, but I needed to do it. I had no choice. It was a medical issue. Yeah. You said it was oily. It was, it, uh, it was not pleasant. So I do my business. I'm like, still not feeling hundred percent. I know I'm going to have to go back in there at some point I get in the room and this is such a specific, he, I looked at my lover and do you know when you can tell someone is fake sleeping? Of course. It's so, like, it's such a specific thing. Like, oh. it's these little clues. Like, I can't describe it. Like, they're, like, overselling it a little bit. Yeah, they're like... <laughs> yeah, like, it's, like, a little bit like that. Like, he was kind of, like... I just knew. I could just feel uh. that he had heard it. Okay. So then I'm, like, maybe not. Maybe I'm just imagining things, like... Now, how does a comedic voice of a generation like you handle this i'm trusting you to make a joke that is going to save the day don't let me down the story's not over um okay so like i get back into the bed and then 20 minutes later like a full 20 minutes he gets up and silently opens the window in the bedroom I, Neither I'm of us talk down. about I'm it i'm lying down i'm lying down i can't i can't i'm lying down and i just want to make clear like there's temperature variations in his room. Like, I think it was related to the heat, but still obviously like in my mind, I was like laying awake that whole 20 minutes, like <laughs> trying to ascertain if he were awake or not. And then he just, and we just never talked about it again. It was a hard night for me. Um, so you never brought it up again. I don't think I had the strength at that point. Cause we hadn't been dating for long enough that we could have an open conversation about it. Well, do you have you something since? That, no. 
So you what if he listens? I don't know. I'm wondering that right now. I don't oh, think he's the same person that you're with now. Let's just say yes. <laughs> okay. 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 Well, you know what I have found though? That's very interesting. Esther is fully lying down now. What I found that's very interesting is that like really hot girl, like classically, uh, whatever, symmetrically pretty girls, whatever, are the most open about going to the bathroom. Like every pretty girl that I work with on a jaw that's like mm. – on the maxim list or whatever the list is always like, I got a shit. And everyone's just like, <laughs> like laughing and like, they just own it. And it's like all the rest of us that are just like, Oh, I must go in the backyard. I dig a hole in the ground. Like think <laughs> yeah, about Jessica I Simpson. I think about wanna, Jessica Simpson. But I don't want to be like, Hey everybody, I got a shit. Like, that no, I hate that too. I hate, I, I know. I hate that annoying. too. But, but like, also it is human. It's human to just to be like, I know I, I want our society to find like a better way to embrace shitting and like talking about shitting that doesn't make you feel like an annoying attention freak that like, well, you like also I have think to- there is, it's like a small humor when necessary. You don't have to say like, I got to go shit. Like, but you can just be like, I need a little privacy. You know, well, what you I love know. about Japan sort of has it right. If you guys have been to Japan, the bathrooms mm. all literally are playing like rainforest cafe yeah. music. So it's just like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> and like birds flying and that helps. And I don't know, you know what is the best public bathroom? They have it down to a science. Wait, che- what, what are you going to say? Uh, go on. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, the Neuhaus Cheesecake Factory. Oh, yeah. Because let me stalls tell you why. Stalls to the floor. You stalls have, to the floor. The, honey, stalls to the floor. It is like problematic, but it's like plantation level, like dark wood, closed off things. It is dim in there. It smells like a goddamn spa. And I'm convinced they only play music that is the same sort of like decibel and and vocal range as the sound of a bowel movement because it's always like the police <laughs> or sting it's just like Roxanne and that blends perfectly with like the noise of like the plop the Cheesecake Factory has it down while we're talking about the Cheesecake Factory they have it all down from top to bottom it's the world's perfect restaurant. Have you ever met anyone in your life who doesn't like the Cheesecake Factory? I think that no. more than anything else, Cheesecake Factory has the ability to unite generations, diff- people from different ends of the spectrum. Like well, everyone can come together on the Cheesecake Factory. What I love is the interior design is vaguely mm. Egyptian. Like mm. there are King Tut it's very like post-colonial, like the spoils of different cultures and it's, countries. That's it's what, like a utopia. Wait, if like that's what all, it is. It's like if it's a it's a imagined utopia in which of all the riches the of the world great powers were united. It's literally the world's Thanksgiving. Egypt, it's like every Persian country Empire. is bringing their best of their like the best burrito in the world, and it's like the best like Chinese food, American Chinese food in the world. And everyone's bringing their bounty, and people are like, oh, of course, like wood oak bathrooms and palm leaves and pyramids and scaffolding. It is it's the pinnacle a, of human achievement. Like okay, if aliens come down, we're taking them to the cheesecake and being have like, this got, is what we have. Have you guys <laughs> been lately, though? Because I used to feel this way about Cheesecake Factory and I have been Pizza lately. Kitchen. But then I went to California Pizza Kitchen. Oh, and CPK I was too- is hipster now. 
I was super let down. It was not what it used to be. Like, is I'm concerned. Is Cheesecake Factory still amazing? I yes. think it still is. But you have what? to go in knowing what you're getting. Like, you can't go into the Cheesecake Factory expecting a expecting it to be a sweet green. You know what I mean? You have to know your orders and know how to do the Cheesecake Factory right. And what would you get? Oh my god! Oh my Look god! Up the menu. Okay. Well, first of all. Let's talk about the portions because the the cheesecake the magic of the cheesecake factory is that you can live off that portion for like two more meals. So you go in, people are always like the portions are so big. The portions are so big. It's like, Ooh, no, who are not. you hanging out with that's saying that? I don't know people that say have that. a third of it and take the rest of the two of thirds course. home you, and you're set for life. I'm My not even a doggy bag girl. And yes, I wait, always wait, there. wait, you guys. I just looked at the menu and instantly saw something that I want right now and I forgot about it. The fucking avocado egg rolls. Duh, I was gonna say you start with that. I've never uh, had those. See, that's oh. the thing. I, the, you can go to the Cheesecake Factory a hundred times and you don't even know an item that everyone else loves. Okay, I, I went to beauty school next to a cheesecake factory, and we would go like literally next to. Did you go to the Paul Mitchell Beauty School at the Sherman Oaks Galleria? Of course I did. Oh my god! You know I got my prom hair done by students at the Paul Mitchell Beauty School, and it took like three hours, and it looked oh, really bad. A blowout <laughs> when I when I tell you that a blowout in beauty school would take me between four and five hours, and the women would just be like, "I." to go and i'm like you signed up like you signed a contract and you have to stay they like literally missed their daughter's wedding and i'm like i'm sorry i have I to know learn. that's the price you pay i mean the price being 15 dollars. <laughs> i think it was even so, lower okay but sorry guys, next to the cheesecake barbecue factory. ranch chicken salad sounds fucking good Santa well I, i'm gonna be honest there was a, a rat problem at the paul mitchell that they left the cheesecake factory and came to the paul mitchell so that was something that we as budding artists struggled with, but I'm. It was good to know that they left the Cheesecake Factory to come wow. to us. But every day, you guys, after school, how repulsive is this? We would go over, me and my beauty school girlfriends, and we would drink a Long Island iced tea oh and macaroni God. bites, and just be on our ass. Like I would literally be like, I need to lie down before I drive home. Oh. My not God. healthy, not okay. Here's not what okay. I used to I remember I used to get this all the time the Evelyn's favorite pasta, which is like a spaghetti tossed with a bunch of veggies that I thought mm. was really good. I love their brunch too, like their brunches are fabulous. I really here's my dream cheesecake factory meal, and you'll be in and out of there with a friend for under 15, like truly under $20 each. I'll say, I'm listening. You go and you split. I, I like, I can't remember the exact, I think it's like a chicken Bellagio or something like that. It's like a pounded, like breaded fried chicken on top of a beautiful angel hair. And, you know, mm. I'll, I'll make my healthy ads, like, you know, no cream sauce, you know, like I'll make it like healthy and tasty. And each of you get your own drink. I'll do a Diet Coke. You know, other person might do a Diet Coke as well. You split that. You're out of the Cheesecake Factory, 16 to $17 a piece. Great meal. You're full. It was delicious. If I'm going out, I'm not thinking about money, to be honest. I'm really not. Maybe just because I haven't, I guess I haven't gone to a restaurant in like 15 months. What's holding you up? You know what? There really are these two types of people I've noticed in my days of friendships. It's like, there's the people that, and here's how I cl like classify it. People who go out more frequently and the people who it's like a special treat. And for the people who it's a special treat, they don't care about money. They just go all out. But the people that go regularly, like, I feel like it's more me and Caroline where, like, 
we got to make we got to make it count. intentional thought even if yeah. i'm going out a lot just know that and this isn't like me having money thing again popcorn ceilings but like even when I had no money, if I'm going out to dinner with you, I am paying for everything. We're not splitting a thing. Like, I don't care if I'm going to go into debt. Like, I'm just not that kind of girl. Like, Clay, are you free this week? <laughs> Esther, if you and I went... to a glowing up dinner. <laughs> if we all went to dinner together, I would be... Hum- I, I'm, And this is maybe something that's wrong with me. I This is like when my mom wouldn't let me drink water at other people's houses. I would be humiliated to split the bill. Like, my, I, my, my face would turn red i just was raised that way like i would be humiliated like i would of course you're deigning to eat with a fucking peasant like me i of course i need to pay my way in i have to pay my dues of course i would pay you're you're using surf logic this is like surf's up baby (laughs) this is like feudal no i know but that's i was raised where like when you go over to someone's house, you do that, like, you do not take a thing. You don't even, like, you take your shoes off, you look down, and you don't take a thing. The, I, she's like, I don't want them to even know that you're there. Like, you don't even, like, if you're cold, like, you bring a jacket, like, you don't use a, you don't ask for a blanket, nothing. But when they come to your house, or you're hosting someone, or you're going out, you literally will roll out the red carpet and you do so much. I don't know if it's some sort of like mind fuck power game that my parents instilled in me, but like, yeah, I would just never go to a restaurant and and ever split with anyone. I wouldn't. Well, okay. I don't even know what to make of that. You've got a lot of baggage associated with like money and restaurants clearly, but no, I have weird money stuff where I, 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 I like my first job, like when I worked at Hollywood video, I was too wow, embarrassed. Hollywood to, video. You guys, I was too embarrassed to cash my checks. So they all just like sat there. My mom was like, what are these? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. I just, I don't want to cash them. Like it feels like embarrassing to like cash the checks. And she was like, we're going to the bank right now. Like what's wrong with you? Oh my God. Why were you embarrassed? I don't know. I thought that like it was actual Hollywood. <laughs> that They would judge me. I don't know. I was just like, I can't cash these. Okay. That's so dark. Is that weird? I mean, this was only like maybe two months worth of checks. It was like maybe, you know, like. Maybe you don't know your value. Yeah, that's why it's good that I have, I don't do any negotiating for myself. I think if we take you out to dinner, we have to do exposure therapy where Esther and I force you, Esther and I have to split it and we hold you down and we don't let you pay. No, we all pay it. We all have to split it and he has to pay his portion only. We all pay our own portion. That would just ruin the whole vibe of the dinner though. Like Mm. having to look at like what everyone owes ruins the whole vibe. No, it doesn't. You could just put, all put your cards in the book and say split it three ways. Yeah. Oh, I've done um, that. Actually, I have done that a few times with people that have like insisted. It's still no, but if you go good. with me, I'm making you pay for you for exactly what you ordered. No, please, Esther, don't make me do it. Please, please. <laughs> We're getting a table jambalaya pasta, and there's nothing, and I'm going to pay for it. There's nothing you can do about it. I'm going to still make him pay his portion. <laughs> I'm also the queen of like, I'll just like Venmo people. Like if they'll do that, then I will Venmo you like $200 oh the next God. day. Oh 
Is that, Clay, do I need help? Clay, you're making me, I don't know if it's the cosmic stardust Alani knew or your attitude towards money, but this is making me sick. You guys, I'm really mad at the conversation earlier because I just, not that I'm bored or anything, but I did look at Instagram and now I'm getting ads for something called the colon broom on my ad stories. <laughs> and that sucks. <laughs> That's not good. Colon bro- Wait, do I need the colon broom? Oh no, play don't Ew, what is it? Wait, tell us what it is. <laughs> okay, it says like poop like a winner. Wait, I want it. <laughs> I oh I don't like this at all. Yes, you don't want, room. You don't want to poop like too much of a winner because <laughs> you were winning that night. You, you want to poop first like place. a bronze medalist. That's yeah. kind of like where you want to poop at. I think. This episode's been disgusting. Oh come on, <laughs> grow up. Yeah, grow up. People <gasps> go to the bathroom. <laughs> You're part of the problem. This is what we need to be able to talk openly about. Listen, I didn't want to say this, but you also have to remember that like the ass is also our, my sexual organ. Like the ass is our sexual organs. Like, do you know what I mean? Let's get into that. Okay. So when a boy and a boy love each other very much, Esther, okay. It's, it's a whole different scenario. Cause that is, I always wonder about that. Like keeping it, clean and good like that just to me is so much pressure you guys have oh my yeah, gosh i can't even imagine listen some people's bodies are like i mean there are people that are like natural born bottoms where like their bodies are just regulated like there is a gay whole it's like a trope of like gay guys who will be like i know my body and they do and they'll be like yeah i'm ready to go i'm clean and they can be squeaky clean then you have other people i'm not gonna say me but there are other people where if they want to play in that space um you know you're not going to be eating for 24 36 <gasps> hours you're going to be you know douching for hours and hours clay what about a bidet what a bidet, a bidet so- that's like doing Outside. a facial mist on your face as opposed to drinking a gallon of water okay so that's only going to get in kind of like that's a surface clean really yeah that's yeah, a surface Caroline. clean that's uh, not going in. You gotta, yeah. the I'm not going to get. I'm not going to get too into like the details. What about of, a handheld anal douche? Is that gonna, yeah? Of course, that's what everyone has. Yes. And what? Where do you stand on people that just use like an old like Niagara water bottle or an Arrowhead water bottle with like a sport cap? Will that do the job? If you're looking sure, to if you something? listen, listen, gay men can do anything and that's what's so beautiful it's like you can put a gay man tom hanks and cast away and he will find that arrowhead water bottle and he'll make a douche out of it gays will make a douche <laughs> out of anything and that's what's so beautiful about my people my culture mm. but no you can just get a fleet and you and you happy empty pride the water month. out obviously and happy pride month. you guys i have to do an ipsy video where i talk about like my coming out story Wow, that's and I don't really low. have one, but yeah, I know that's very bad. I was like, okay, I never told you I was gay. Uh, you assumed <laughs> Ipsy. What okay, if I was Ipsy, like, what? homophobic I'm much? I'm like, okay, drag them, but I, you guys, I don't have a coming out story. So what do I do? I make one up. That's what I would do, yeah. and I'd make it. As I never had one. My parents monetizable were just like, as possible. My parents knew that I was gay from I the time I was cool like I think that's a cool story to tell, actually. That's, a story. Yeah. that's your story. But they treated me almost like I was an adopted kid from, like, Asia, where, like, if you have, like, an Asian daughter and you're trying to expose her to, like, her culture of, like, South Korea, like, they would literally be like, and this is Barbara Streisand. And my mom would be like, you know who I just love? 
I love Nathan Lane. I just love <laughs> Nathan Lane. I just, don't you love Nathan Lane? I'm like four years old. I'm like, I guess. And every time the Lion King come on, she'd be like, you know who does the voice of uh, Timon? <laughs> That's Nathan Lane. We love Nathan Lane. Wow. That was she was so sweet. sweet. I guess. I feel yeah, like that's she the was. nicest she ever was to you. And then I just, I, by the time NSYNC came around, I was just like, my whole world was JC Chazay, and my walls were JC Chazay, and I was just like, I want to bury my face inside of JC Chazay's butt. Like, that's, it was just <laughs> obvious by that time. Okay, I see. So your mom kind of laid the groundwork, the foundation culturally. And then. But I never said I'm gay to my parents. I never said, like, mom, dad, I'm gay. I was just like, I'm going to be Clayton Chazay. I'm going to marry JC. He, we're going to have an open relationship with the other band members. Like, we're going to be able to, like, play around with each other. But JC <laughs> is going to come not, home to me. Was Lance invited to that party? Oh, all of them were. You guys, okay, fuck, okay. I was a Joey Fatone girl, I'll be oh, honest. You, you are guys, a Joey Fatone girl? Joey Fatone big had time. a fat ass. Joey Fatone's got a big fat ass. Wait, guys, what? I did get in trouble for, oh God, okay. I did get in trouble for taking the NSYNC dolls into the shower with me in like <laughs> fourth and fifth grade. And my mom was like, um... Uh, I don't, I don't really, I don't want you doing that. I, I don't want you doing that. And I was like, oh no, it's the, I, 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 I somehow dirty. thought, I somehow thought like, oh, she doesn't know that I'm like sexual yet. I still was like playing the part of like, I'm just a little kid. Like 14. So I, I thought, no, but I was like 10, 11, but she didn't realize, I guess she was on to me, but I was just like, oh no, she'll just think this is innocent. She's not going to realize that I'm like literally doing stop motion porn with these in sync dolls but she was on to it and she was like i don't want you bringing them in there anymore and that was tough mom they're very dirty and they need to get cleaned in the shower i'm cleaning i'm taking good care of my my merchandise i was well and i was like mom it's fine because i have i had two sets one that stayed in the box and then i needed the other set that i wanted to take in the shower with me but she sort of put a kibosh on that but i taught myself all about i was like oh, I guess, like, with their bodies, I was like, I guess this would work, and this head could go here, and this... I, like, taught myself how two guys would have sex with those So dolls. imaginative. Yeah. Like, resourceful, like you said. It was cool. My my teenage, or, like, that age sexual awakening was Frankie Muniz. Like, what does that <laughs> say about me? Like, so weird. And I think it's because I thought that the show Malcolm in the Middle was so funny. Still stand by that. Yeah, it's a great show. Such such a slept on show. And I watched every episode like Sunday nights at eight or whatever. Like I'd be right on the couch watching Malcolm in the Middle. And Frankie Muniz was my everything. Wait, what? It's it's dark. He was a cute kid. I loved he him wasn't. in my dog's kid. He wasn't. He was a no, little No, when he was really little, he was a cute kid. Wait, yeah, but he wasn't like a sexy. What? Wasn't there a hot brother? Oh, there was like five other hot guys on that show. Well, that's the thing about Malcolm in the Middle that nobody likes to talk about was that he <laughs> wasn't man really candy. in the middle. There was a fourth older brother. Okay, there was Dewey, the youngest. Then I think Malcolm, Malcolm. comes next. And then it's Reese. But and then, then there was the, the fourth hot one. older brother who's a Scientologist. I th- Masterson. Yeah, he's, yes. he's, He's, He's Danny the good Masterson's Masterson, brother, yes. and the other Masterson was on that '70s uh, show. And the other Masterson is like 
Okay, but I'm him. obviously a Malcolm Truther because he wasn't in the middle. But he wasn't when in the middle. Four, when there's four, there's two in the middle. Yeah, but you it wasn't it go. wasn't and Reese in the middle. No, it wasn't Reese in the middle. You're you're, you're ignore. Okay, you're shitting on my truth. Okay, go on. Oh my god, my computer's about to run out of batteries. The Masterson, the oldest brother, was already out of the house. By the pilot. He was not even in high school. He was but like. But why would they even choose to do that as producers of the show? They say, listen, we have a show. We're going to call it Malcolm Middle. It's about three brothers. We're going to have a fourth brother. It's going to be out of the house. Why even have that character? What did the Mastersons have on the producers? That allowed us to go to different worlds on the show. He was like, in like boot camp. He went to like boot camp and then he was like in Alaska. Oh my God, I remember so much of that show. Shout out to Jane Kaczmarek, like Icon. iconic, absolutely iconic comedy oh, yeah. female performer. Shout out to Brian Cranston, who's a fucking genius and like made he was that so whole good. Well, you guys, show. okay, so this good. is gonna sound so fucking basic. This is gonna be sound so fucking basic. But me and Renee discovered a new show, and it's not new, it's very old. And we've burned through about 200 episodes of it, and it's called Modern Family. Oh, I when mean, I tell you this show is hysterical. Oh no, Clay, this is basic. <laughs> Caroline, it's so funny. The no, dad is the Season hottest one. guy. The dad is the hottest guy I've ever seen. Phil in my Dunphy. Entire- oh my hot. fucking god! Now that's a man, Maury. Julie Bowen. That's a man. David Spade's ex. She's really? okay. She's good on the show. I just love the dad. He's the most likable character I've the ever kids, seen. I hate all the kids on that show. I'll say it. I like the little, the little adopted girl is great. Well, she's but like we're a just watching for Phil. We're just watching for Phil and Sofia Vergara and Ed O'Neill. That show, it's great. dude. You know, know what has don't two judge. separate showrunners who hate each other? And there's two separate writer's rooms on that show that like n- don't interact unless they absolutely have to. Really? Well, I will say that every other episode is way better than the other. Like, there's, like, some episodes will be okay and some episodes will be hysterical. Mm. So I wonder if that, and it's pretty 50-50. There's, there's like, a couple big, big TV shows like that that are have the same situation where it's, like, two showrunners that run two separate rooms that, like, don't communicate with the other. It's going to be the glowing up, like, musical by the time we start writing it. (laughs) Wait, I have to finish a Frankie Muniz story. It's, like, my dark truth. So, as I mentioned, I was sexually... It wasn't even sexual, though. Like, looking back on it, it was just because I thought that show was so funny and he was, like, the star of it. And I put all my prepubescent fantasies onto him. We're driving down my street in Sherman Oaks. I'm 11 years old. My dad is, we're driving to my grandparents' house and we're driving slow. And to this day, I like, it's going to sound unbelievable, but this happened. We can call my dad and he will verify it. Frankie Muniz is walking his dog down our street. And I am way like so shy like so young like obsessed with Frankie Muniz I have like pictures of him on my wall my dad is like I think that's Frankie Muniz my dad who's like doesn't matter he pulls over the car and he's like <laughs> say hi to Frankie Muniz and I'm like I can't like please don't make me like I'm so scared like of course I just shut down like I can't do it my dad's like say hi come on so he like rolls down the window I saw a quiet street in Sherman Oaks my dad goes hi are you who we are you who we think you are? Uh-oh. Like classic opening line. <laughs> Just like put the onus on the celebrity to explain who they are. Yeah. What and were Frankie, you in? What were you in? 
Frankie was so nice. He was like, yeah, no, no, I'm sorry. I, I, I butchered the opening line. My dad goes, are you on a show on Sunday nights at 8 p.m. or something oh. like that? And he's like, yeah, I am. And I'm sitting in the passenger seat, like completely frozen like a possum. I'm not looking at Frankie. I'm not looking at my dad. Like <laughs> I can't look at anyone. I'm so scared. Like I imagine if you're obsessed with a child. They're on your street and your dad is somehow talking to them. Like, it was a nightmare. And my dad's like, well, my daughter loves your show. Like, she's crazy about it. We love it. We watch it every week. And then he's like, oh, thank you so much. And then I think my dad was like, take care. We drove away. And my dad was like, wasn't that great, Caroline? Like, you met your idol. Like, how great was that? I was like. It was the worst moment of my fucking <laughs> life. You ruined my chance. My mom and my dad was like wingmanning me. Like I could have had a beautiful life with him, but I just froze. But you guys, I think that what your dad said was perfect because he was just like, I love your show. We're wild about the show. Like that's the way you, if you meet someone you like, you don't be like, I love you. You say a specific project and you're like, I love this show that you're in. That was awesome. Like I, I think your dad handled it beautifully. Well, that's Another point for Ben Goldfarb, I guess. <laughs> like, to this day, I wonder if that's a nightmare. But it, it really happened. I'll never okay. forget it. I'm going to speak out of turn right now, but I don't really care. Like, I'm going to throw someone under the bus. But my friend in seventh grade and eighth grade and ninth grade, but she was like it girl in seventh grade. I somehow became friends with like the coolest girl in seventh grade at my new school. I'm not going to say what her name was. And she became friends with Frankie Muniz and became best friends with him. And, you know, she didn't shut up about it. Everything was like, Frankie's going to call me on my cell phone later. I'm going to do this. And I just remember her being like, calling her mom. This was a very privileged girl being like, mom, Frankie's coming over and I need a couch in the bedroom. I need a couch. We need a couch to hang out. Like he can't sit on my bed. And the mom literally got them like a small couch, like within days so that when Frankie came over and hung out in the room, they could sit on the couch. It's pretty bad. Wow. Oh my. I've, I want to make God. a call like that to Dave. We need a couch in the bedroom. You already have enough in the bedroom. Do the listeners know that Esther has a microwave in her bedroom? Oh my God. <laughs> Esther. For corn pillows, it gets very cold in these poorly insulated buildings in Los Angeles. And so I have these corn pillows. We microwave them. You put them in the bed. You're all toasty. I used it last night, to be honest. <laughs> and the, and the and thing is, when you hear corn pella, you think, there's no way it's going to smell like corn. Don't worry, you're <laughs> fine. No, they do. They do smell like corn. It caused a lot of problems when I brought them to my parents' house because Duncan, the overweight cockapoo, was very drawn to them. <laughs> Did he try to eat them? He was just very drawn to them. <laughs> okay. I mean, he's probably um, equally fascinated with them like Clay and I are. He's just like, why is this otherwise healthy seeming woman putting like a bag of hot, dry corn on her neck? <laughs> Me and Caroline did experience sitting next to each other. We each sat next to each other with a corn. Dave sort of proudly presented them like, <laughs> you laugh now, but wait till you have this sack of hot corn on your lap. You're going to love it. He corned us. He corned us yeah. really hard. He really did. You guys, I have a pimple. This is supposed to be a beauty podcast. I do have a pimple. And like I said, I have to film like a video for Ipsy. What do I do? 
about that. You just have it because people have imperfections and it's okay and it's okay to not be perfect. It's not also, like some pimples little... don't show up on camera. And they really don't. Definitely... Yeah. Okay, because I had a whole scheme involved where I was going to put stickers on my face, like stars going down to cover it I up. I mean, you could do, do you have like star face pimple stickers? Like you could totally put one of those on. No, but I have lots of stickers. I you could try that and see if it, try stickers. All I'm going to say yeah. is this, never forget who started the big sticker trend of 2020 and her name is Esther Pavitsky. I feel like it's you, Clayton. Well, and yeah, also- of course. <laughs> um, you guys, I have to, I think we all have to wrap this up. Um, we all have our busy Saturdays. I like how I'm selling it. Like we're doing this at 6 a.m. and it's basically noon. Um, but you guys, well, what's up? What's next? Where do we go from here? Well, you said you're, li- what do you mean? You want to know what we're doing the rest of the day or just like <laughs> in general, the podcast or life? Or want us to wrap it up? Um, okay. <laughs> Esther, what did you do? You well, put a I just drank an entire, podcast. I just drank an entire energy drink and I'm honestly feeling fucking crazy. So I don't know what the day holds for me. Um, you guys, I'm really star- sorry. I shared the Frankie Muniz couch story. I feel like that was just, that, that was really the, ruined are you the kidding? I'm like, you activated something in me. I'm like jealous of, I'm retroactively jealous of a girl I haven't met. <laughs> The same girl, I'm not going to say who she is, but I'm going to say two more things about her. And we're going to start now. One, she had a show on Bravo. Two, she also had literally built-in shelves for her Beanie Babies, glass shelves in her walls built in. Please text us right now. Three, her dad's a politician. Four, I'm not going to say anything else. (laughs) Clay, please text us who this is. I'm so retroactively jealous of this girl. Like, the 13-year-old inside me is like, it's like the Hulk. It's like busting out. And I'm like, who is she? Like, I don't want Five. The same girl also had a sleepover. I thought we were really good friends and she shaved my toes in the middle of the night and they all laughed at me for having hairy toes. I want those glass cases on my walls for my beanie babies. I know. Think about. And then I remember her later in like 10th grade being like, oh, we got to get rid of these shelves. It's so embarrassing. We used to have beanie babies here. I was such an idiot. And I'm like, yeah, what a dummy. Like (laughs) whatever she said went. She dressed me. I wore whatever clothes she said to wear. We'll get into this another day. You guys, did you you guys ever have furniture for your baby baby, beanie babies? Like mini couch. Not to bring up couches again, but like a Frankie mini couch. Or- well, Frankie Muniz is t- is tiny, so it might have just been don't, one of the like the larger Beanie dare. Baby couches. That's my dad's. That's Wait, my dad's best friend. You're talking about Caroline. I, I assume you know this, but you do know that he. You know he's blind now, right? He, his Twitter is very confusing. He tweets a lot about scorpions. I, no, but I you know, know he doesn't get- have any memories of Malcolm in the Middle, right? Yeah, he's. Do you know this, what? Esther? He has not one no. memory from the show. And Wait, he's I feel blind. that I genuinely have to go because I have to get on a phone call. I'm sorry, you guys. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Buy Esther sweatpants. Buy my tin fish. Uh, follow, follow me, Clay, on Instagram for hair stuff. You guys, Bye. we love you. Bye. 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 Podcast Network.